0: Red Business with Jonathan Healy.
1: Hi there, and thanks again for joining us. This week on the podcast, we are continuing with our Cork County Council Best in Cork Awards nominees, and we're looking at South Cork. They had winners in three different categories announced recently Best Small, Best Medium, and best startup business. And we're going to begin with the best medium business, someone who has been on the podcast before, Green Rebel. They're a company providing site investigation data services to the offshore wind sector. And uh, they're doing great work out of Crosshaven and Ballycotton, and they are nominated in the best medium category. And I'm delighted to be joined by the CEO, Mr. Kieran Ivers. Kieran, how are you?
2: Very good, Jonathan.
1: Delighted to be uh, joining you today. Uh, It is not the only uh, award you've won recently as well. You're, You're on a roll
2: yeah um i suppose it is the award season as they say look we've been very fortunate um you know to be recognized locally um uh, with cork county council with cork chamber of commerce and others but uh you know given the focus that's on this industry uh nationally um we've been very fortunate to be recognized most recently at the deloitte fast 50 awards um earlier in the year we picked up uh, really good awards at the wind energy ireland awards so it's real testament to the work, uh, to the, to the skill sets we're bringing, um, and I suppose even you mentioned the, the Cork County Council Award. I mean, those awards are really important for us because, you know, one of our key drivers in Green Rebel is to, to bring jobs uh, locally, bring jobs to areas like Crosshaven, like Ballycotton, as you said, and you know we have the Irish flag on our on our jackets. We're very patriotic in that. The services that we offer in Ireland didn't exist in Ireland three years ago. So, you know, the jobs that were creating their net new services to Ireland and without Green Rebel and maybe other companies to follow, you know, most of these services uh, will be imported and there will be no economic value. So very proud of what we've achieved thus far. And it's great to be recognised, as you say.
1: I mean, you have a a small flotilla uh, of vessels that go out and undertake these survey works uh, and, and they're very busy by all accounts as well. To those who are uninitiated, just what do you do? Sure. Uh, I suppose Green Rebel was set up um, a
2: kind of really operationally in 2022. That's uh, when we really started uh, developing and, and offering our services throughout 2021. As you say that we have vessels, we have other uh, various assets across our business lines. Uh, What we do uh, in a nutshell, as I might explain to my own mother, is uh, if you are building a house, uh, you need planning permission. And in the same vein, if you're building an offshore wind farm, planning permission is a prerequisite. And as part of that, there's a huge data requirement uh, to verify that the construction of wind farms and the operation of wind farms um, they, um, they they minimise or the, the ecological impact is minimised and also that, um, that the output, the throughput of energy from these farms is maximised. So the data that we collect uh, it informs ecological impact and engineering design of wind farms. What that means in reality is that we have, as you say, a flotilla of vessels which with really high sensitive um, apparatus coming from the vessels, which effectively map the seabed. And we're categorizing the seabed with the data that will inform uh, foundation design, uh, ecological impact, as I said. So we currently have uh, three vessels operational providing those services. Uh, We have aircraft out of Cork Airport, which provides ecological uh, assessments from the air, really looking at bird migratory patterns, bird counts, mammals, and other objects at sea, which again feeds into uh, environmental impact assessment. And we have another part of our business then that looks at wind resource assessment. We all know that Ireland's a very windy country, but where does that wind blow over a 12 or a 24-month period, which again really informs, you know, how much um, output uh, that these wind farms will provide, you know, the height of turbines, you know the, um, the 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 design of an array. All of these are critical data points that both government NGOs and developers need uh, in in constructing and okay. designing uh, wind farm arrays. have seen. Uh,
1: so, in other words, it's very cutting edge stuff. And you've just recently announced as well that you are expanding and adding new jobs. So, who are you looking for? It? Who are you look? Who are you recruiting?
2: Yeah, we, we just, uh, just a week on by, uh, we were fortunate to have Minister Coveney um, down, who's on the, the Department of Enterprise Trade and Employment. We made an announcement for um, over the next number of years, we see our, our company almost doubling in size by a further uh, 75 roles. Uh, what we're looking for across um, the board are, are roles like um, mechanical engineers, electrical engineers. Uh, we require oceanographers. We require geophysicists. We're very fortunate in Ireland that you know a lot of these skills are coming directly out of universities, particularly on our doorstep in, in the likes of MTU and in, um, in in UCC. But similarly, we see the skill sets coming out of Trinity, Queens, and Belfast. Um, so. There's a lot of opportunity in this industry there's a lot of opportunity for people who are currently working in in other industries in pharma in in engineering maybe they're looking for a bit of purpose in their life and looking to really contribute to decarbonisation and energy security. So Green Rebel as a place to work um, is is a really strong outlet for people who who are maybe looking for something more purposeful in their lives. Okay.
1: well, we wish you the best of luck with the Best in Cork Awards. You're in the medium-sized category. Uh, So who knows, you might be the winner uh, overall at the awards ceremony early next year. But for now, Kieran Ivers, CEO of Green Rebel. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us, Kieran.
2: Thank you, Jonathan.
1: Next, we're going to move to best small business category for best in Cork, and the winner in Cork South was someone who's been on not only the audio podcast before, but also Red Business in Focus. But thanks to Cork's local enterprise offices, Hannah Beckmo, founder and owner of Hannah's Bees. How are you? I'm I'm great, of course.
3: A <laughs> win like that, we're we're buzzing.
1: Uh, very good. I, I see the pun straight away. Um, <laughs> how many bee colonies have you got now, Hannah?
3: I have uh, about 70.
1: Yeah. Right. OK, that's a lot of bees. And what is happening with the bees at this time of year? Are they all in sleepies for the winter?
3: Well, they they actually don't hibernate. A lot of people think that bees hibernate in the winter, but honeybees um, honeybees don't. They survive as, as small colonies. And what they do is they they try to keep keep alive over winter, and that's precisely why bees collect honey or make honey in the first place, is so that they have something to to eat. We don't see them much out, of course. Uh, they do fly out sometimes to visit flowers and to uh, to go to the toilet.
1: <laughs> yes, which okay, you one would have to leave, rather you can't do that in the hive. No, um, so- you. In other words, they're tidying themselves over until the summer, but you haven't the opportunity to hibernate or take it easy during the winter because you have gone from strength to strength since we first spoke. You're now in what? Brown Thomas and Arnott's Kilkenny Design. You're still operating off your own website. It's gone from strength to strength for you.
3: Absolutely. And uh, last year, I also started exporting to the States. Uh, So that is another another little uh, feather in my bow now. Uh, And it's it's uh, really exciting times to be in business, to be in small business. And with all the help and support available from the local enterprise offices as well, that's really enabled me to grow and take advantage of all the opportunities that are out there.
1: Now, you have a load of different products. So talk us through what's in the range right now. And what's the biggest seller?
3: Oh great. I have I have loads of big sellers actually, which is which is fabulous. Because it, it means that It's not just, I I produce honeybee products. So I started with honey, of course, and then I was the first Irish producer of reusable beeswax wraps. And that was before COVID and they really took off. Um, And then I also started making uh, beeswax candles. There's a lot of different uh, wood polishes and leather conditioners. Uh, I also have a range of uh, flower seeds. Uh, especially selected for to suit our native uh, pollinators and it's great to say actually that a lot of I sell from every single part of that range is is a good seller um, people are really interested in products that are good for them and good for the environment and our products you know they tick those two boxes and and tick them well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've met you most recently at the Cork and Kerry Food um, uh, Expo at Cork City Hall. I met you at the summer show as well. And you bring your bees with you. There's a little tiny slice of the colony is brought with you everywhere you go. It creates a real talking point, doesn't it?
3: It does, because a lot of my my work is about, you know, educating people and telling them about the wonders of bees as well and how good they are for us, Um, not just their their products for eating, but also that they're so incredibly important for pollinating services. So so they're responsible for, of course, pollinating a lot of the food that we eat. Um, My friends always joke, they say, Hannah, she never goes anywhere without her bees. And you know what? I probably don't. (laughs) So I bring, when I go to markets, I always bring a little observation hive and it's a a hive with glass walls and you can see into it and then you can see the the queen bee in action, she's laying eggs you can see the baby bees being born and just the workings of the inside of the hive which is so fascinating for people because often we just see them out in their gardens and we know that they're collecting pollen and nectar but we don't know exactly what happens inside in the hive and I love to to show people that.
1: Um, Just a a genuine question now, uh, Mm -hmm. forgive me, is your business a little seasonal then so if the bees aren't producing right now and they're just kind of keeping themselves going until the spring does that mean that your christmas is quieter or do you still have to go hell for leather in the quiet months (laughs)
3: It's funny, it's very seasonal, of course, because beekeeping is seasonal. So the bee colonies in the spring are building up in numbers, so you have to make sure that they don't swarm. So it's a lot of very hands-on beekeeping work, especially in the spring. And then, of course, in the summer, they make honey. In the autumn, then we harvest the honey, and at the moment, we're just processing it. Um, so it's just tons of honey, you know, just being filled into jars and then going out to shops and then of course then processing the wax and making all those lovely products as well so it's a it's a year-round busy business uh, but it's very seasonal
1: okay well we wish you the best luck uh, when it comes to the final for the best in cork awards in the best small business category hannah beckmo founder and owner of hannah's Bees. thank you so much for talking to us hannah
3: thank you for having me
1: Cork's Red FM is the media partner for the Best in Cork Awards, and we're finishing our tour of South Cork with the company that has been put forward in the best startup category. It's Everywhere English, and I'm delighted to be joined by Kate Popova, who is the CEO and co-founder of Everywhere English. Hey, Kate, how are
0: you? I'm good, Jonathan. Thanks for having me.
1: Now, you guys are based down in y'all, and you're the, the co-founders, your sisters, isn't that right?
0: We're sisters, and we're actually two-thirds of triplets, so very much sisters.
1: Okay, very much so. So, you, in other words, you've been we've uh, working since birth uh, and heading in this direction. Tell us a little bit about Everywhere English and what you do.
0: Absolutely. So, Everywhere English, um, it's we are an English learning solution, so we go into businesses, and we help non-native speaking teams improve their level of industry-specific English, and what I mean by that is we go into manufacturing companies and we help the team, the people on the floor, improve their level of language for that um specific purpose.
1: How much of a challenge is this for businesses in modern Ireland where you've got different nationalities perhaps working on the shop floor and the degree to which they understand complicated matters will vary?
0: Absolutely. And I mean, it's it's we all know migration is 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 definitely um coming more and more every every year um and it's something that we have to get familiar with it's something we have to get used to and it's something that's going to continue to happen um so the companies are kind of put on being put under a little bit of pressure now to really really um upskill the employees they have absolutely and there's a big focus as well on cultural intelligence so a lot of people think of language Jonathan they think Oh, translation, you know, they can just translate the language, but a lot of it comes down to cultural intelligence as well. You know, different etiquettes, different ways, different manners, all these things come into it.
1: How do you do this? Is it all online? Do you have to meet with people? How does the system work?
0: Absolutely. So it's a software-based business. It's all online. So essentially, um, the manager or the HR manager who signs up their employees or their team would um, all get a username and a login And you can then attend lessons every week as well as accessing the on-demand content on the system 24-7. So you you can learn as much as you want.
1: And who pays for it then? Is it the employer pays for it or does the employee have to contribute?
0: It's the employer. So the employer is looking at improving their team on the floor. Um, It's an upskilling program for them.
1: I'm guessing this wouldn't have been possible 10 years ago because we wouldn't have had access so easily to the likes of Zoom or Teams or whatever video conferencing system people use or our technology. So this is almost a business that's been born out of the IT revolution.
0: Absolutely and especially post-covid and and even some businesses now struggle with, uh, apologies struggle with the digitalization of training. Um, and it can be a little bit of a, a struggle sometimes the onboarding but once you've got them online the flexibility that comes with it's just it's just amazing because you could be doing it from your sitting room you could be doing it outside your shift and that's one thing that people forget about is shift patterns in the different industries you know uh, being able to accommodate everybody at the same time um, getting people all on together and the beauty of digitalization helps that.
1: Uh, So what is the future going to be like for you guys? You're at the startup stage now. Um, You've been at it a couple of years. So it's it's as usual, a startup is always a 10-year overnight success. So where next for you guys at Everywhere English?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we are at just gone past what you would call pre-seed stage, I suppose. And we're about two years into the business um, so we are very lucky to receive some funding from Enterprise Ireland recently. Um, so this year will be all go, absolutely all go on reaching milestones and kind of scaling the business at this stage, um, getting to market perhaps in in the UK as well. Um, so it'll be a very, very busy year once 2024 comes in.
1: Absolutely. And hopefully it starts with a win at the Best in Cork Awards. Everywhereenglish.eu is the website address. Kate Popova, CEO and co-founder of Everywhere English. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us, Kate.
0: Thanks Amelia. Thanks for having
1: us. Now, just before we go, uh, Dennis Horgan has another brilliant book out featuring some amazing aerial photography. It's called This Is Cork. It is a perfect stocking filler, if I may say so. And Dennis is with us now. Dennis Horgan, how are you? I'm very well,
4: Jamison. How are you?
1: I'm good. Now, this is the latest in a series of books that you have produced. Tell us a little bit about what's in this one.
4: Well, it's number seven, and it relates to Cork City and County, and we it's a departure from what I have done previously. You know, um, I, I concentrate a lot on landscapes and castles, lakes, lighthouses, and whilst they're still in it, we've broadened it up to pictures of the Rod Stewart concert, and um, the work of Rescue 117 off Fastnet Rock with the Baltimore lifeboat. And fortuitously, we got a wonderful photograph of um, a whale just off Tregomden in West Cork from a helicopter at about 500 feet, which is pretty staggering. And um, we've also done other kind of pictures, which are might be described as a little abstract. But of course, we we like we have all the modern buildings in in Cork, and we have the town a lot of the towns. We've covered as much as we can. We did shots of those two navy uh, ships being uh, brought into Cork on that massive boat, the big lift. Uh, things like that Yeah, and uh,
1: uh, what, what, what I love about, yeah what I love about it Dennis, is, is uh, like uh, everybody knows that drones are great and you can send a drone up and it will take yeah. a picture uh, mm. none of that action man Dennis Horgan is still hanging out of a helicopter for these isn't he
4: uh, he is yeah like, drones are great but you know legally you can't you can't take them up um, higher than a uh, probably four or five hundred feet and um you know, all you see is what you see on the screen, whereas when you're up there in a plane or a helicopter, you're constantly looking out for the unexpected, you know, um, uh, and your, your vision is, well, you know, your vision is miles up and you can see everything. It's like a, a carpet of, of scenery underneath you.
1: Uh, tell us a little bit about the, the one at Parky Quay. I mean, that must have been just like a sea of people uh, with Rod Stewart in the middle. It was,
4: um, it was, but it, it, I did it a different way. I, I, uh, I noticed in the river there were about twenty yachts. They were all getting a, a free listen, <laughs> and and the crowds were in Parky Quay, and the underneath of Parky Quay, which people don't realize is there with all the windows, you don't really see it until nighttime. So I, I didn't do it though. So what I did was I did a shot from the north looking south, uh, in other words, from Montanati looking across into Douglas. And I got the river. Uh, it was just getting dusk, but it, the light was still good. And I got all the crowds and the boats and all the lights on around Parky Cueve. So I opted for that one after a lot of thought, you know.
1: Um, the other thing, of course, is is that whale shot. I mean, you, you couldn't have planned that. Uh, was, was, no. your, was your heart beating a little bit louder uh, trying to get that shot and waiting to see what you got?
4: Yeah, big time. I mean, we were doing something else at the time, and um, a fisherman I know Noel, rang me and said, "You're not by any chance in the area, said of here. Well, he said, "There's a massive whale here, and what's unusual about this? It's it's only a mile off Tragumna. They're normally like ten or fifteen miles, and uh, you'd be burning cash in terms of aircraft hire out there looking for them." And it, my, it was it was one of the most staggering moments I've ever had. In, in terms of photography, I was hanging out, I was looking down and I saw this creature, you know, coming up. Not, not only did they see the shadow underneath, but suddenly, at, at, at just fortuitously, the whale came up, the whole body came up. And there were two dolphins in front. They act, interact a lot, whales and dolphins. And uh, the two dolphins are on the nose and they're like tiny fish compared to the humpback but the whole thing was was mind-boggling and it was awesome to be honest you know
1: Uh, what what about the changing landscape dance you've done as I said, this is your seventh book uh cork city has changed a lot since then you know i'd imagine the original parky cueve would have been there the first time you went up and now you're taking these wonderful glass buildings that that have come up along the quayside i mean are you getting to see the city evolve from a unique perspective
4: I, I think I am. Yeah, I mean, you you know, the skyline is very limited when you're standing in terra firma. But when you're up there at two thousand feet, you can see all the new additions, especially what's going on down the docklands. You know, like John Cleary developments have have, have built. I don't know Talon Properties. They've they they have you know changed the landscape down there. Um, with with you know Penrose Dock. With navigation house, and then you saw one Albert Key, and down in Mahan, you know uh, the new, the new uh, in in the in the park down there. You know Matter Private is down there. You know Ronan and Daly German solicitors have down there. It's changing massively. Yeah. You know, well, it we- really.
1: Is. It's brilliant to have this wonderful snapshot in time. There's a wonderful picture of Blackrock Castle on the front of it. It's called This is oh, yeah. Cork. Uh, it's published by Mercier Press, 29 99 uh, as a hardback and you can get it on dennishorgan.ie. Dennis, an absolute pleasure and looking forward to the eighth one already.
4: Jonathan, thank you and a very happy Christmas.
1: Many happy returns to you and that is it from this episode of Red Business. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week with one more before the Christmas break. Red Business in Focus with thanks to Cork's local enterprise offices. Our video podcast series is live now as well on redfm.ie. Fiona Corcoran was the producer and we'll catch you on the next one.
3: Get the Red Business podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts.